All right, over to you. Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Car Wash, the podcast. This is the podcast that makes you both a better car washer and a slightly better human being. And today, we're diving in on a topic that is really top of mind for folks in the industry. Uh, this is something that a long time ago, you might not have paid a ton of attention to, but today it is paramount if you want to be a successful car wash owner and operator, and that is redefining the customer experience. Because there's subscription models now, because people expect more from you, we really need to make sure that we're knocking it out of the park when it comes to that customer experience. And so joining me today to talk about that is Dan Gingas. Dan, welcome. Well, thanks so much. Very excited to be here and talk all things customer experience and car washes. Well, this is going to be something because uh, this is a this is a, a good topic for this group. Um, there's organizations in the, the industry that do this very, very well. Uh, there are groups that are trying to do it very, very well, and then there are the other groups. So uh, let's let's dive in a little bit here. Why why is customer experience? Why is this such a thing right now? Why is everybody so kind of obsessed with this phrase? I think it's because competing on price has become a total loser's game, right? Think about a, a related business, the the gas station industry. Right, you've got two gas stations that are across the street from each other. They're both selling gas. They both have convenience stores with the same Snickers bars inside, and the only thing, and, and they're both selling gas at the same price. Right? Right, right. So there's really very little to compare and contrast against. So competing on price, it doesn't work. If, if one of those guys brings down the price of gas by a penny or two, the, the one across the street does the same thing, and it's a literal race to the bottom. Competing on product or service, also very difficult because I don't want to burst anybody's bubble here, but to a consumer, it's very difficult to tell the difference between car wash A and car wash B. Certainly, there are some car washes that are a little bit more advanced and some that offer different features, etc. But at the end of the day, goal for the consumer, same thing, just want to drive away with a clean car that's not scratched. So the product and the service is similar enough that it's difficult to compete on that as well. If you can't compete on price and you can't compete on product, the only thing left is customer experience. And to me, that's a good thing because customer experience is something every company can compete on. And the good news is it is delivered by your employees and only you have your employees. So by definition, your customer experience can be unique because you've got a different set of human beings than your competitors do uh, in terms of delivering that experience. So maybe let's let's go a little bit tactical then. What are some things that I can do to make sure that my unique employees are unique in the best ways possible? Well, first thing is before we ask employees to create a good experience for our customers, we need to make sure that employees know what a good experience looks like. Mm -hmm. You might think this is obvious, but one of the stats that I love to lean back on because it absolutely shocks me is that two thirds of consumers in the US do not remember the last time any brand exceeded their expectations. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Now that's a scary stat, but it's also a huge opportunity because we can be that brand. But the thing we got to remember about our employees, they're consumers too, which means two thirds of our employees probably can't remember the last time a brand exceeded their expectations. So make sure that we un that, that our employees know what a good experience looks like. If they haven't had one with another brand, or if it's been a while, one of the things we can do, provide a great experience for them as employees. Make them feel proud to work for us. Give them some sense of surprise and delight, just like we talk about with our customers. Do something for your employees that's a surprise and delight. And at some point, you'll see the light bulb go on in their heads where they'll be like, oh, this is what it feels like to have a great experience. Now I know what you're asking me to provide to customers. Yeah, that's a that's a good one because it, it really is leadership by example. And it's like when you think about how we've all gotten to where we are in our lives, we picked up everything we knew by kind of watching someone else do it or and then thinking about, oh, how did that feel? Oh, that felt good. That was nice when they wrote a thank you note, right? It was nice when they did that thing. Oh, boy, I wish everybody would tell me how great I am all the time. So it's like all these things come together and you're like, oh, it's all learned behavior. It's all it's all things that we can control. And if we can start with ourselves and make sure that we're doing a good job of making sure that our people feel valued, they're going to make our customers feel valued. Exactly, exactly. And then add to that, that as I said, your, your human beings are unique, your employees are unique, let them be themselves, let them be yeah. unique. Uh, remember the, the movie Office Space where Jennifer Aniston had to wear the flare on her, uh, on her outfit, right? If somebody wants to do that, if somebody wants to have a name tag that's a little bit funny, that makes people laugh, let them do it because they're going to connect with customers, right? And I know it's so easy to say, no, we have a policy that says you must have your legal name on your name tag. Throw all that stuff out because that's the kind of stuff that prevents employees from just being themselves. And what we really want is a friendly face. We want somebody to ask us how our, as a consumer, we want somebody to ask us how our day is. We want somebody to take some interest in us and our car. Uh, and so if we let, if we give employees that space to just be their friendly selves, their, their normal selves, then um, they can do so much more. Now, I know what you're thinking because I've worked in the car wash industry. I worked with some, uh, some folks in there before. A lot of our employees are going to be uh, grumpy teenagers that maybe aren't the friendliest people in the world. And we may have to teach them how to do that a little bit better. Totally get it. At the same time, let's let them take some of their own personality into it, right? If you asked my 17-year-old son to cut his hair, uh, which is, which you know, for all the hair that I don't have, that's how much he's got coming out in a thousand different directions you know, he's not going to feel like himself and then he's not going to act like himself. But if you let him be himself, he can do it. Fascinating. Well, you know, the, the research bears this out in terms of customer experience being an, an important piece of the car wash because, uh, and recent consumer research says that while most car washes are doing a good job in terms of, you know, the overall kind of process and getting a, a decently clean car, uh, of those surveyed, only 20% say that the their trip to the car wash made them feel special. So that's a big number. And especially when you start talking about being in the subscription business, you really need to go out of your way to take that 20% number and get it closer to the inverse of that, right? You want at least 80% of your people feeling like they were special when they came through or else you're going to lose them to the wash down the road. For sure. And I'm glad you brought up the subscription because whenever we talk about subscription businesses in any industry, there is always one gold standard that we turn to, and that is Amazon Prime. 
Now, let me tell you about Amazon Prime. When it first started, it was priced at either $74 or $79, and it got you two-day free shipping, which at the time was like, whoa, two-day free shipping? That's incredible, right? That was the only benefit. Now, today, Amazon Prime gets you overnight shipping, sometimes same-day shipping. It gets you access to millions of videos. It gets you access to music and photos and um, all of these other added benefits that Amazon has added to make this thing more and more and more and more valuable. And you know what else has happened? The price has gone up by like a hundred dollars and no one cares. Every time (laughs) they raise the price, they don't lose people because customers get how much value is there. They built the value, then they raised the price. Too often we do the opposite, right? And so if you have to start off with a subscription program that is just too good to be true because there's so much value, how could you not say yes to it, yeah. right? And then over time, you know, you can slowly raise that price if you have to. Um, but the idea is you want a subscription program where no one even looks at their credit card bill or thinks about the fact that they're paying for it, which is what happens with Prime, right? Every year that charge comes by and everybody's like, huh. Okay, because they know it's valuable, right? There's not that we don't even question it. And that's what a good subscription program looks like. Unfortunately, too many companies kind of do it the opposite way. They start by looking at, you know, the cost and the margin that they need and all of these financial decisions that have nothing to do with the customer. They're all just the financial questions. Yes, these are important questions. I'm not telling you to ignore them. I'm a businessman, too. We all got to make money. I get that but you've got to build this thing from the perspective of the customer, giving them what they want, adding value. The best thing you can do is add value that's high perceived value to the customer and low cost to you, right? So if it's low cost to add uh, a certain extra uh, benefit during the wash, whether it's an extra wax or it's an extra uh, something or another, the undercarriage, whatever. If that's a really low cost item for you, then absolutely pump it up as a benefit in your subscription program and make it sound terrific and all, you know, and how great it is because you can create high perceived value at lower cost. It's another thing that I think Amazon's done super well. Um, and that's why when you look at Prime again, there's nobody that says Prime isn't incredibly valuable, even though it has gone up in price by more than double. So let's take the flip side of that, right? So um, at some point, you're just putting more stuff in the bucket, right? Just to try to falsely inflate value. So how do you identify what's truly valuable? Uh, you know, in Amazon's case, you know, they've done things throughout the course that are actually valuable. It's pretty handy to be able to get something next day, or it's pretty handy to be able to watch the movies on all my devices or to have my home connected in all the fun ways. But when you're talking about the car wash space, how do I kind of make that evaluation of, you know, whether I keep adding, 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 adding just to try and raise a number? Yeah. And that's a great question. Uh, The best way always is to ask your customers. And I know people are going to roll their eyes and be like, ah, but that takes work. And I got to do a survey or I got to interview people. 
Sometimes it just starts with asking four or five customers. Have a have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a few customers and try to get to know them a little bit. What do they care about? What's important to them? You know, I've been to car I've been to all sorts of car washes, some of which are very simple, right? There's three choices. Okay, good, better, and best. I understand that. I can yeah. I can consume that and understand it without really knowing a ton about car washes. There are other places that offer 27 different a la carte versions and like my mind is spinning and all I wanted to do was get my car clean, right? And so that's too much complexity. Um, and I think the question that you want to figure out is what is your audience looking for? If you're in the middle of Beverly Hills, they're probably looking for something a little bit different than if you're in the middle of Cleveland and then nothing against either of those areas, right? But you got to know your own communities and your own, and your own people and what they're expecting from their cars um, and what they care about. You know, I always wondered, you know, and again, this is just a, this is from a, a non-knowledgeable person, but I always wondered this whole idea of an undercarriage wash. It's like, well, let me understand something. So you're basically saying you'll either wash part of my car or all of my car. Like, why is that a choice? Right. And so it feels like it should just be part of the wash. I get why it isn't. I get intuitively from a business person's perspective, but if you talk to customers and you start to hear similar feelings about that, then you might want to market that a little bit differently, or you might want to combine that to say, you know, that uh, undercarriage is always included. We clean the whole car, <laughs> right? Oh, you almost can have fun with it um, on the reverse end, but talk to your customers. And the thing is, I'll tell you this, when you ask customers for their opinion or for their feedback, sit back, relax, and just listen. Because you're going to get an unbelievable amount of feedback back. And look, some of it may be good. Some of it may not. You know, some of it may be, well, you know, your guy always leaves a footprint on my carpet or whatever it is. But you take that too, because that's wonderful feedback. It's a gift. It's, it's something you didn't know before your customer just told you that. And it's something generally that you can do something about. So, you know, make it a priority every week to talk to a couple of customers. And what you'll find is in just a few weeks, you'll see some themes, some trends, things that keep coming up. And that's where I would start to lean in. I love that. I love that. I, I think one of the other spaces that we can glean some real insight uh, at the wash uh, locations is if we take a step back and also watch cars, not wash them because we are washing them, but watch them. Right. And so I think you can pick up a lot of information if you just watch the way the cars come onto the lot, the way that that customer is kind of tracking what they're looking for, how their interactions flow with your employees, what it's like when they get to the pay station and watch that whole kind of thing happen and think about it as if you were in the car and what would that feel like for you? And how does that really make you feel? Did you get a smile and a wave? Was it hard for you to get through the kiosk? Were you really uncomfortable when it came time to load, even though you have a your best loader was out there and you watched that anxiety in that customer? All these things give us opportunities where we can think about that whole journey uh, through our site and find different ways to kind of make small incremental improvements that will make a big difference at the end of the day. Oh, it's such a great idea. And you can also do some small incremental customizations too, right? Mm -hmm. You see kids in the car, maybe there's a different experience you provide. You see a dog in the car, maybe you mm -hmm. got some extra milk bones lying around, right? When While they're drying the car. There's so many opportunities. I mean, I remember my kids are teenagers now, but man, I remember they loved going through the car wash. It was like, you know, one of their favorite things to do to go sit in the car wash, right? But I don't ever remember an employee 
interacting with my kids or having a lollipop or you know anything, but a little thing like that can make a huge difference. One of the best ways to your customers' hearts is always going to be through their kids or pets. And, and what's <laughs> nice about this industry is you get to interact with both of them. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one because it is. It's like, you know, you think about the the grocery stores where you take the kids and you get the sticker for finding the fish or you you just get stickers because they went through the line or you go to the, you know, you go to Total Wine and you get a sucker if you've got your kids with you. Now, we'll talk about that another time. That's my own problem, but uh, <laughs> we can come back to that. That's like therapy with Matt. But um, I think there are just so many little things that people can do that can make a tremendous difference. I think that this is super important right now, especially because, you know, we talked at the beginning about you can't really compete on price because that's a race to the bottom. And with the, with the way the car washes are being built, uh, it really is important that you find something to compete on. And so this idea of customer experience and the uniqueness of your people, I think that's really, really valuable. I want to talk a little bit about how you actually empower your employees to kind of deliver these experiences, right? Like it's one thing for me to come in and say, uh, have lollipops at the pay stations and make sure there's, uh, you know, whipped cream and dog cups at the end the, so that they can get a nice little pup treat. How do you empower your people to kind of do some of that without you having to be really prescriptive and directive of it? Dan's answer after the break. Hey, we all know how important growing and retaining membership revenue is today. And with Rinsed, the car wash CRM, you've got a complete toolbox to help make it easier for you to do just that. Rinsed has e-commerce features that help 10x your online sales, and you can convert more leads into paying customers with email and text message marketing campaigns. Pair that with tools to boost customer LTV by 20%, and you've got a pretty stellar solution that integrates directly with all major car wash POS systems. Rinsed, the car wash CRM. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, you know, some of it is, look, these things, uh, what you'll find about me is all the examples that I like to share. Uh, I, I always focus on inexpensive ones, right? Because yeah. I know how hard it is to run a business. Um, you know, there's some wonderful customer experience stories out there from the Four Seasons and other wonderful brands that, you know, have budgets where they can go spend $100,000 on something, you know, like that. And most companies can't do that. But a lot of times also, things aren't free either, right? Now, there are plenty of things you can do for free. For example, anytime you're communicating with a customer, whether it's on a sign or it's on your mobile app or it's on a receipt, that mm -hmm. is a opportunity to create an experience. So you're already printing a receipt. Why not have something on the receipt that makes them smile? Why not yeah. have a joke or something where they're like, ah, you know, every, what if every time I get a car wash, there's a different car wash joke? By the way, uh, pro tip, go to chat GPT and ask it to tell you a joke about car washes. And it will do that. <laughs> if you if you need to find some car wash jokes, you can, you, you can get it that way. But those are free things, right? Something like a lollipop or a milk bone. Okay, it's going to be a tiny little cost. It's not going to be super expensive. And I promise, promise, promise you do that enough times. You're going to make you're going to make it way back in more uh, subscriptions and more washes and referrals and that sort of a thing. Um, but you're right about this empowerment idea is I always look at two steps that we need to take with employees. The first, and I do this, by the way, as a keynote speaker, right? When I'm in front of a, a big group of people on stage, I want to do these same two things. The first is I want to inspire people. I want yeah, people yeah. to feel like this is cool. This is fun. This is something I can do. And I get the vision, right? So that's the first piece. And then the second is you want to empower them, which is to say, 
I can do this. I'm allowed to do this. The boss won't get mad at me if I do this, right? And so those are the kinds of things where either, uh, practically speaking, what I would say is either we can allow employees to have a certain amount of budget per customer. It might only be a buck or two, which is totally fine. But like, hey, if you need to do something or think about if something goes wrong, right? You know, oh, if you accidentally ding something or or whatever, something happens where it wasn't supposed to, you give every employee the ability to make it right for the customer. If it costs 25 bucks, 50 bucks, you just do it because that's worth it in the long run. And, and the, you don't want an employee sitting there saying, well, I don't know what to do because I'm not allowed to to do anything and I got to get approval and, you know, you just want them to take the action. Um, and so it's this combination of inspiring and empowering. Um, the other way to do it would be to make sure that you're uh, constantly getting feedback from employees, soliciting mm -hmm. ideas from them. Right. Uh, one of my favorite examples of this, uh, you've probably seen they've been all over the place lately, the Savannah Bananas uh, minor league baseball team. Uh, and one of the things they do is solicit ideas from every single level of the organization, from the CEO down to the summer interns they have all provided ideas that they've used during games. And that is because their owner, Jesse Cole, believes that great ideas can come from anywhere. And so in this industry as well, think about that, right? You normally have an owner or maybe it's a franchisee or somebody who's running the place who probably thinks that only good ideas can come from them. But that, that teenager, my 17-year-old son with the crazy hair, he's got a different perception of car washes than you or I have. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, um, this is a real example. This just happened to me. Uh, I was doing a keynote for a um, major oil change company. And as part of preparing, we went to get an oil change. I went with my son. We get back into the car and he's driving. And like, I, I could not have ever predicted this. His first reaction was, what the heck is that sticker on my windshield? Do I have to keep that there? And I was like, I mean, we've gotten those stickers our whole lives, right? It doesn't bother us. Oh, my goodness. He did not want that thing on his window. And I brought it back to the company and I said, hey, I think this is an opportunity because as you have Gen Zers that are now starting to drive, you may need a different reminder system for them than you've used for previous generations. Because you know what? Even if that sticker is there, my son's not looking at that. He's not going to remember. I don't even know if he knows what an odometer is, let alone to check it after however many thousand miles. So with him, you're going to have to tell him on his phone that he needs another oil change. So same thing with car washes, right? If you've got teenagers working for you, ask them what they'd like. And I guarantee you they're going to give you some fantastic ideas. Um, I remember talking to a um, car wash owner operator uh, who had just installed LED lights inside to sort of make the, the whole uh, experience a little bit more fun. I said, that's awesome. I've never seen that. I think that'd be really neat. And then my brain started going and I said, well, what if you somehow allowed uh, via Bluetooth for me to connect to those lights, play my own music and have the lights dance to the music that's in my car? And they were like, that's a great idea, you yeah. know? And again, to me, that's sort of like how a teenager would think is like, this is, and that would be expected to them. But great ideas can come from anywhere. They don't have to be expensive. Just be willing. It really does start at the top, which is be willing to try new things. And you know what? You might try those dancing lights and they may not work. They just may, they may fail too often or nobody uses them. 
all right, so what? So then we'll stop doing that. We'll go try something else. It's no, it's really no harm, no foul. We tried something, it didn't work. Um, but you do that often enough, you're going to land on a lot of stuff that does work. Yeah. I mean, as long as you've got some, you've got some stop points in there, right. To say, okay, if we get this many complaints or if it doesn't, if it fails this many times, or if it costs us this much to maintain, we'll pull it. Yeah. I mean, how else, how else you're going to do something new and exciting and fun in a space when you're trying to really outpace the competition. I mean, you got to be different somehow. I lean into, uh, because this is something that everyone in the car wash industry struggles with. And it's um, this social customer care piece, right? Like you've got this book winning at social customer care. The whole social construct of like online presence and reviews and how to interact with those and how do we win at like kind of servicing customers in this different way. What do we do? Like with all of this, it's a mess. Yes. Okay. So first things first, all of the research shows that when we create remarkable experiences for people, they want to talk about it. They share it, right? Just yeah. look at your Instagram feed. We all share our, the ideal versions of ourselves, right? So when cool things happen to us, we share it. So the first thing that I want people to think about is how do we get people to talk more about us on social media? Not less, right? Yeah. But if they're talking more and they're talking the positive stuff, then that, of course, becomes a whole lot easier to deal with. Now, I still want you to be responsive. I still want, if somebody goes in and says, man, I love ABC Car Wash. Every time I'm there, they give my dog a milk bone. I still want somebody going on there and saying, oh, it was so great to see you again. You know, we can't wait to see Felix next time, whatever, because you still want to have that engagement. Um, I like to uh, humorously blame this on the millennials, but I actually think we should be giving them credit. The millennial generation was really the first because they grew up with social media to demand a relationship with brands. When mm -hmm. you and I were growing up, we didn't have relationships with companies. I mean, I remember yeah. writing a letter to a couple companies when I was a kid, but like we didn't have any way to engage with companies. With social media, that all changed. And millennials and now Gen Zs and even back to, to us Gen Xers have this expectation that when I interact with a brand on social media, they interact back, that it's a two-way yeah. conversation, that, that it's social. Uh, and so look at that as an opportunity. The same is true on the flip side in terms of complaints. <clears throat> so yes, we all would prefer that people complain in private and compliment in public. It doesn't always happen that way. Um, but I always say, do not be afraid of complaints. Complaints in their own way are a gift. And here's why. The worst customer that you can have is one that has a bad experience, leaves for your competitor, and never tells you why. Because unfortunately now you can't fix it for that yeah. customer or for the for future customers. So you have no idea why they left. You don't know what you did, but all you know is you lost a customer. That drives me nuts. That's what keeps me up at night, right? If a customer leaves, but on the way out there telling me all the things I did wrong, at least I can try to fix it for future customers, right? And the, the truth is that most people complain because they care. Yeah. What I mean by that is they want you to fix the problem. They want to keep doing business with you, but you're not meeting their expectations. So they're giving you a chance. They're saying, hey, I don't really like what's going on here because I thought I paid for a clean car and I got a dirty car. And so that's not my, you're missing my expectations and I'm upset about that. And to me, that is now them saying, 
I want to keep doing business with you, but if you keep giving me a dirty car, I'm not going to, <laughs> right? And so that's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to jump in and say, you know what? We don't want to give you a dirty car either. You're, you're totally right. And we're very sorry that this has happened. Let's, let's fix it and make it right for you. And the most amazing thing, survey after survey after survey shows that customers who have had a problem that then gets resolved in a satisfactory way are more loyal than customers that never had a problem in the first place. Now, why is that? It's because they've now learned that you are a company that has their back, mm -hmm. that you're a company that will take care of them if something goes wrong, that you're a company that they can trust and that, that they can partner with. And that feels good to people, right? And so the thing about social care, yeah, you got to put some resources towards it. And yeah, I wish people, I wish more people would share positive experiences. But in order to do that, we got to give them more positive experiences to share. And we got to be reactive and responsive to both the positive and the negative. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think it is a, a constant struggle to figure out how do you engage? Do you get, do you get in that conversation? How much do you say? What's the tone? All of those kinds of things that come up. And I think, I think something that's probably pretty helpful to think about is that, um, you know, we ask a lot of times, hey, leave us a review, leave us your feedback. But I think in our brains, we probably need to shift it to think about it as start a conversation, right? So that we don't think about it as they're leaving anything. They're not leaving anything. They're starting a conversation with you to your point, they, there's a relationship. They're expecting you to say something back, no matter what it is, they're waiting for you. And if you don't fulfill on that expectation, they're gone for good. And that's a problem. That's true. And related to that is let's let them talk about us in the way they want to, right? We want them to go to Yelp or to Google reviews or to whatever site it is that we want. They may just want to go to Facebook and tell their friends a story about the amazing car wash they just had. Folks, that's just as good. I promise you, 100 times out of 100. Because if I'm looking for a car wash near my home and I just see that my neighbor had a great experience over at your car wash, that's all I need to know. That's enough for me to go and try out your car wash. So that person may never leave a Google review or a, or a Yelp review, but don't worry about it. They're still doing what you want them to do, which is telling other people how great you are. Um, and, and again, I think of it as we've all had these experiences where no one tells us to, no one asks, but we pull out our phones because yeah. we just got to capture this moment. Wow, this is really cool. Now, what do we do with that photo or that video that we take? It depends. Maybe we just show it to our kids or we show it to a neighbor. Maybe we bring it to work and show it around the office. Maybe we post it to social media where we have a million followers. It could be any of those things, but those are all good things because even if we just take a picture put it on our own personal Facebook page where only our local friends see it. Uh, hi, we just told a whole bunch of local friends how great this car wash is. That That's like a, that's winning the jackpot. And so I always look at this as if you're doing your job right, you are giving people the opportunity to pull out their phones without being asked because they yeah. just, they, because something cool just happened or they saw a sign that made them laugh or something happened and they, and then they'll pull it out. I promise you, they will do it for you and you'll never have to ask. And not only is that, I think, better for business, but the whatever it is that they're saying is so much more authentic and genuine than a Yelp review, right? Because when we're filling out a review, it's like a very kind of a formal thing. And I'm not, 
um, saying that you shouldn't try to get Yelp reviews, right? I get that they are good for business. What I'm saying is if you let customers kind of talk about you in the way they want to, you're going to find that it's much more genuine and that it's going to help your business just as much. Yeah, it's yeah. that fundamental thing of being comfortable enough in your brand to let other people have a say in it a little bit, you know? You just, exactly. It's hard. It's hard. Exactly. Um, yes. Okay. I've got one last question and then I'm going to let you get back to it. Uh, but I have to ask everybody that's on the show this question. Uh, and you can take this any direction you want to. This can be about car washing. This can be about life goals. Uh, but the question is, what's one thing that we can all do today to be better tomorrow? That is a great question. Um, I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it business related because uh, I do think this is something that um, that too many companies miss. I want you to make sure that you as an owner operator and all of your employees are a customer of your own car wash. And what I mean by that is if you are, I, I want you to go through the same experience that your customers go through exactly the same. I don't want you to get, I don't want you to give, free car washes. You can reimburse them later if you want, yeah. because I want your employees to use that same kiosk and I want them to go through the same process. And as you do that, what, what's funny about customer experience is we build it from a, a, the opposite perspective of the customer. We're sitting in an office or we're sitting on this side of the transaction and the customer is literally on the opposite side of the transaction. We have to turn around sometimes and see the transaction exactly from the customer's perspective. And if you pay attention as a consumer, because look, you're all consumers in your real lives. You go out to restaurants and movie theaters and amusement parks and you know shopping malls and all that sort of stuff. Focus on the consumer experience just as you would if you were anywhere else. It is amazing how many things you will notice that no customer will ever tell you, right? Um, I always, when I worked at Discover Card, I, I sort of trained myself uh, whenever I went to a retailer to see this, the credit card stickers on the window to see if they, if they had a Discover sticker. And what you find when you start looking at credit card stickers on windows is how many windows have 57 different credit card stickers because every time a credit card company sends them a new one, they just slap another one on. And it's like, why do we have all of this? But you go through that door enough times, you never even notice it you go through as a customer and you're really paying attention and you will notice stuff like that. Yeah. So I love that I advice. Be better. I love that advice. Be, be a, be a paying customer of your own business. That's the, that's, that's yeah. the difference. And again, you know what? Send that teenager over to the kiosk. And when they come back and be like, man, that thing was confusing. Listen to them because yeah. if they think it's confusing, someone else thinks it's confusing. Uh, and if they don't understand the four choices you just gave them on a kiosk because you only had, you know, seven characters to be able to say it, you know, then you got to do something differently. You may need some better signage. You may need some other mechanism to, to choose the wash. But um, again, you'll get you'll get you know, instant and incredible feedback. You let your employees do that. Not to mention if I were an employee of a car wash, I'd, I'd like to go brag to my friends that, you know, I got to go, you know, I get free car washes or something as a benefit. Uh, that would feel pretty good. And, and then you start to have employees, you know, talk nicely about you too, which is just as valuable, especially as I know so many of you are struggling on hiring and, and keeping employees. Best employees you're going to find are the friends of the employees you already have. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Dan, I appreciate so much you taking the time with us today just to share a little bit of your story and to help us all understand uh, that we do have to focus on the customer experience, uh, maybe more than we want to, um, but it will never be enough focus to, to grow the business enough for us, I think. I mean, come well, on. And if you want to you look at it the opposite way, I'll leave you with this. Without customers, we don't have a business, period. <laughs> it's, it is the single best asset we have in our whole business because if they go away, there is no business. So what, what can you spend your time on that's more important than your customers? Perfect. Dan, thanks for joining us. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.